Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For sure. Yeah, come on up. Bruce Boudreaux is here, braving the rain right now. What kind of food do you have there, Megan? No umbrella. <laughs> they got to get you an umbrella, Bruce. You got to get the poor guy. You got to get the poor guy an umbrella. Grab I mean, a he's headset a here, guy. But still, here you go. Mackie it's and Judd on. live, and, and and Sweet Martha's brings us breakfast every morning. So feel free to, to dive in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Pop the headset on. Mackie and Judd live at the rainy Minnesota State Fair. So what have you what have you dove into so far, food wise? Nothing right now. Or <laughs> are you fasting this morning? Or those fritters, crab fritters? Yeah, mm-hmm. not too bad. No, everything's great here. That's why. <laughs> that's the only... problem with it, though. That's, yes, that's the problem. I'm I'm the type of guy who, who looks at food and gains ten pounds. Mm-hmm. So this is not good for me. Well, if you think you're that kind of guy, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say the the one thing that I it's uniquely Minnesotan, but it's also uniquely state fair. And it, you're either in or you're not. They have hot dish on a stick down the street, about two blocks that way. Mm-hmm. It looks like a corn dog. You bite in, and it's just hot dish with like cream of mushroom soup. <laughs> So if you're feeling it sometime today, it's kind of cold out today. Yeah, I won't be feeling it. Don't worry. <laughs> What's the biggest ferry in Canada? What's the biggest one that you well, guys got? Well, there's one that's very similar, probably just as big. It's uh, the CNE in Toronto. Okay. It's been going on for 120 years now. But it's very similar. It takes up, uh, you know, it, it, this, this kind of size, um, has concerts every night, and it's just, you know, it, it goes, runs through to Labor Day. Nice. Very similar. Yeah. What What's your experience been like here for a few years? Just your your Minnesota experience in general, outside of I'm sure you would like to have hosted a cup here by now. But aside from that, well, the experience has been great. I mean, the people have been fabulous to me and my family. Quite frankly, um, the one thing you'd like to change is you'd like to, the snow to end in about February third. Yeah. It's a little depressing. Th- I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. So, but being a Canadian, I mean. Well, <laughs> I guess I can't complain. It's a, <laughs> it's it's the same weather you grew up with your whole life. But no, and you know what? The other thing is they're rabid hockey fans, and uh, uh, when you get rabid hockey fans, it, you know, give. I'm allowed to talk to people, and they know what the, they know what I'm talking about. So it's great. Uh, I have no complaints with this uh, with this area, and um, I would love to be the one uh, the one coach here that could. Uh, bring a Stanley Cup to to, to Minnesota or St. Paul, Minneapolis. Uh, I think uh, I think this place would go nuts. Yes. Oh, it would for sure. Yes, it, it been, would for sure. We've no been parade deprived. It. The links have given us some nice parades. We've been parade deprived with the heritage franchises, though, in this mm-hmm. in this city. So yeah. yes. So I mean, that's you know, it's, uh, it's something I told Craig when I got the job. I said that I'd think about that every day, and uh, it wasn't a lie, and I still do uh, think about. Uh, 
what we'd like to do with the cup for the day. And every time you see it uh, uh, in the summer and you're reading about what a guy's doing with the cup for yes. the day and where it's been, it makes you really jealous. So, I mean, hopefully, uh, the, you know, the window's not closed for the, the group that we have right now and that uh, we can put a pretty good run together and, and, uh, and give it a shot. What was that uh, like for you, you to see the Caps, a team that you had previously coached, win the cup? And Ovechkin... I, honest to God, don't think I've ever seen a professional athlete have as much fun as he did for about two weeks there. Well, he, he's a fun guy, believe <laughs> me, and uh, and well-deserved. And, and how I felt about it was was seven years removed since I've been there. I was very happy for the guys that were still there, um, the Nick Backstroms and the Alex Oveshkins. There has been a lot of uh, heat on them for 10 years to, yep. to win the Cup. And, and right now, I mean, uh, you could see the emotion uh, when he um, hugged Nicky. To me, it, it started to tear me up because I knew how how those guys had gone through everything and uh, and how much it meant to them now, and uh, and that's that's important. I think in the beginning, I had them when they were 21 and 22. They didn't realize, you know, we were winning everything. We had 120 points a year. Yeah. They thought this was going to happen forever, and and didn't realize how tough to win the cup it really is. So I think they when they won the cup, they they. Uh, they celebrated in kind, and I'm sure uh, all of Moscow is a little jealous <laughs> that uh, Alex had the cup everywhere with him, too. Lots of beer c- consumed there for about two weeks. Ovechkin, was was the previous Bruce knocks against him unfair? Because it seemed like he took a lot of heat for a long time, and, and then this, this so- sort of justified his career, right or wrong. Was, was that unfair that he previously took so much heat, you think? Well, when you're the leader of the team and the team loses, you always go after the leader, right? I mean, uh, I think, though, the... What really happened was, you know, um, uh, in the beginning, the Stanley Cup didn't mean as much to Alex as it would mean to somebody that's born in a hockey town and lived through it their whole life. His big goal was to do great during the season. And, I mean, if he could win, win. But the minute he lost, he was on a plane to Russia for the World Championships. And I think that was uh, that was something that was really prevalent uh, in his mind at that time because actually he had Putin phoning him and everything to, to make sure that he was, he was there. <clears throat> but over the years, when they kept losing, I think that really drained on him. And, and, uh, and so this year, the, notice, the, the difference I noticed was every time he did an interview, it was we and us as a team and rather than i have to score to win the, for the team to win it was always we and when he didn't do it and somebody else did he was very happy for them and he got totally into that team concept and that comes with maturity that comes with the you know doing what he's done for the last 13 years and i think that was a big part of it and you could tell that on the bench, that when another player scored during the playoffs or when something good was happening, he was genuinely, and I can tell when he was not genuinely happy, but he was genuinely just as thrilled for them because he was part of the team and the team was winning. Yeah, Bruce Boudreaux is with us here live at the soggy Minnesota State Fair. Uh, I, and I don't say this just to blow smoke. I thought Washington was crazy to part ways with you. I thought Anaheim was, and when you were available for the Wild, it, it, it was a no-brainer. My question to you is, why are, why are NHL coaching shelf lives so, so short? Why are they three, four, five? If you look at a list of the current coaches in the NHL, of the 30 franchises, like 26 of the coaches were hired in the last two years or three years. It's, it's insane to me. It, it, it's insane to me, too. I mean, <laughs> I think if you have a good coach, you've got to keep him, right? But um, it's an awful lot easier to get rid of the coach 
uh, who doesn't make anywhere near what the, what the players make. Now yeah. the coaches are starting to make some good money, so they're keeping them around a little bit longer. I mean, they're not. It's not just uh, whimsical. The team's doing bad for a five-game spin, and boom, get rid of them. But sometimes, you know, I mean, the uh, the the message doesn't get through anymore. And when the message doesn't get through, the team stagnates, and you know that 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 happens. I mean, I don't know, uh, quite frankly, if that happened with me in the the situations. But I mean, uh, I, I uh, that's that's a lot of the the reasons why coaches get let go. This is not to put down winning championships in all sports because it's difficult in all pro sports to win. But take me through just how difficult you think it is to win a cup. Because to me, when I watch the playoffs, I mean, first of all, they go forever now because they're all mm. uh, best four of seven. But also just that just that grind and that mentality and guys getting hurt and playing hurt. How difficult is that to to not just be successful and make the playoffs, which can be tough, but also make that run through the spring? Well, first of all, making the playoffs in the NHL is really tough now. I mean, half the teams make it and half the teams don't, and, and there's a lot of good teams that don't make it. But that being said, it's, the Stanley Cup is a two-month run. When you think about it, it's you've got to be at the top of your game for two months, and you've got to play the, the best teams seven potentially seven times and to come away with it and to win you've got to be really things have got to fall for you you have to have luck you have to be injury free most of the time at least to the key players and uh, um, and you need the breaks I mean Washington was the first one that it would tell you last year this year we finally got the breaks you know and they did and uh, i mean they could have been out of it in the first round they were down 2-0 and and columbus hit the the crossbar in the in the first overtime where they would have been down 3-0 and out of it then then what would have happened but once they started building that momentum and started to believe that hey we can do it and i think beating pittsburgh once they beat pittsburgh i I would have bet any amount of money that they were going to win because that was the 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 hurdle that they couldn't get over and they finally got over it and so they went all the way, so good for them. It was sort of like when the Red Sox beat the Yankees in the 2004 ALCS. No one even remembers. They still had to play four games against the Cardinals, but it was it felt like a foregone conclusion, right? And it was right? a four-game sweep, and it yeah. wasn't even close. Yep. You know, I mean, it was just like we just a deep breath, and they beat the Yankees, which they shouldn't have, by the way. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's, didn't that's like that one. Yeah. Being a Yankee fan. Well, you yeah. got enough championships. Yeah. You're a Yankee <laughs> fan. I know. I know. Well, when you're as old as I am, when you're growing up in Canada, in Toronto, in this, the only baseball games that were on TV were the Yankees. You know, the only football yep. games that were on were Cleveland. So I'm a Cleveland Brown fan, too. Oh, poor so Bruce. It's been I two feel? years since wait, you won a football wait, game. It makes no sense to be a Yankee fan and a Browns fan. <laughs> I, know, I mean, pick, pick an in-between here, Bruce. Well, again, in the, in the 60s and 70s the, and the 80s, the Browns were pretty good. That's true. You know, they were, yeah. yeah, they had they had the Jim Brown run in the '60s, Leroy and then Roy Kelly, and then you know they had Bernie Kosar. They had yep. them all. Hey, one more. I know, like, like minute left, and I know you have to get to uh, other places here. But you brought up the Brown. We've been all in on Hard Knocks, documenting the Browns. Okay. What was it like when was it the the twenty four seven Winter yeah, Classic yeah. documentation? What was that whole thing like for you? You know, I thought it was fun. I mean, it, <laughs> that locker room it, clip was amazing. We play it on our show all the time. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it everywhere I go to. Uh, uh, it, it depends on how you, if you embrace it for what it is, selling the game. Yeah, for then sure. It, then it's good. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting there and you're trying to be okay, I, I'm not going to give any information or anything like that. Uh, then uh, you come across pretty, uh, you know, 
I don't know what the word is, but it's bland and boring. Bland and boring, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they told us that the the HBO had uh, full access and to tell them everything. So we did, and like even that one locker room scene that we talked about. I asked them to leave, and they didn't leave. And I said, "Oh well, here goes." Here <laughs> <laughs> we got to win a game, so. Yeah. Mm. Bruce Boudreaux, thanks Bruce, for coming thank up, you. man. Hey, it's great. Appreciate, I appreciate it. it.